0: And it's the same way with the Salesian charism, is you can hear everything, but it's not until you actually feel a Salesian cooperator love you, or feel a Salesian priest welcome you in, or a Silesian sister take you under her wing, that you actually understand the spirit of St. John Bosco.
1: Welcome everybody to the Valdoco podcast. I am Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And we have a special guest today. We have here... I'm Amy. Amy. (laughs) Welcome, Amy. Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So those of you, many of you maybe know Amy, but maybe a lot don't because Mm -hmm. she is kind of the behind the scenes
2: Mm
1: a little bit of the foundation that makes sure we uh, do everything correctly. (laughs) Of our office, whether it be budgets or planning or dreaming or many things. Planning. So Amy, we are happy to have you here.
0: Thank you so much. I feel like when people call into radio shows and they're like, I'm a long time listener, first time caller.
2: <laughs> Big fan of the podcast. Oh
1: that gosh. is amazing.
2: <laughs> we're kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. It's me. I brought the nervous energy. I'm sorry. No, I think it's what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm because this is the first time they'll have three people. In the same room. How excited are you? With the, with the microphones we just bought. Mm-hmm. So it's good. The yeah. excitement is real. The excitement is real. It
2: is. It's so exciting.
1: So Amy, if you could describe for us a little bit of maybe who you are, where you're from, what you do here in the office, how long you've been here, something <laughs> small like that.
2: Whatever you want to share with the world. Yeah.
0: Should I do a quick one or like extend it into the...
1: Two hours let's let's of the in-depth. No, let's start quick. Let's start, <laughs> start, quick. Small. Let's start, start small. Start small and then go.
0: Um, so I am from New York, born, raised, almost still lived. Now I'm right across the river um, in New Jersey. And I went to Catholic school my entire life from pre-K up until college. Went to St. John's College. So mm. got an experience of the Vincentians there. Um And then worked a couple years after that, but then found my way to the Slesians through a friend of mine who also works for the Slesians, and that's the very first time that I ever heard of the (laughs) Slesians and St. John Bosco in connection with the Slesians, because there's a lot of common misconception that it's St. Francis de Sales, which I also had. So that was kind of how I stumbled my way over to here. And currently I'm the office support manager for both the Slesian vocation office and the Youth and Young Adult Ministry Office.
1: Amen. I actually never asked you how you met the legions, Or maybe I asked, but I forgot. Yeah. But it was through a mutual friend that you...
0: Yeah, through my friend Patty at the mission office. And she told me about an opening. And I was actually substitute teaching at the time. And so I was experiencing young people and the things that they're struggling with right now in their lives and thinking about what can be solutions to some of these things that we're seeing in the world and then when i googled the Slesians when she told me about it i'm like there's a group already doing this you don't have to, don't have to start from scratch there's someone already doing this
1: beautiful that's awesome me so before we begin we have our little questions that we'd like to ask you so vicky you go first
2: okay father All Right, amy movie or tv show
0: movie because TV shows, I feel like, is a big commitment that you just, as many seasons as they have, you have to you commit You have to watch
2: to. them. Yep, I agree. And I knew that answer.
1: Now, sweet or sour?
0: In this moment, right now, I would love some, like, sour belt candy, like sour strips. I could really go for that right now.
2: You are, I think, the person that can eat the most sour things I I've ever it. seen I love it yep <laughs> ulcers and all <laughs> really yes worth the sacrifice yeah worth Cohen, the pain working from home yeah ulcers right mm-hmm yep um okay the next one for music alternative or rap <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I am more alternative but I do like certain like mm-hmm. hip-hop and things <laughs> like
2: that every so often <laughs> When Amy walks in and so she's like, playing total background.
1: Yeah, you would never think. She's got her earphones in. You have no idea what like, she's playing. <gasps> <laughs> and last one, maybe a strange question, but sun or moon?
2: Wow. Not, not night
1: or day, but do you prefer to see or experience the sun or do you prefer to experience? Good question.
2: The moon? You just spoke
0: right into my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the night sky, yeah. I love the ability to see into god's creation past earth and if you actually go to places where there aren't street lamps and everything like that and you see how bright the moon can actually illuminate earth it's insane just from the reflection of the sun so i'll say moon i don't want to live in darkness so if we're talking (laughs) about light or dark it's not darkness but i do love what comes with the moon
1: beautiful great answer (laughs)
0: that is a good answer
1: and today's episode is Wrap up. A wrap up episode. Mm-hmm. We've had, I think, like seven episodes now. Yes. Maybe two introduction episodes. And then we went through the four, Movements. basically explaining yeah. this concept of Valdoco. You know? So Valdoco, the name of this podcast, the place in Italy, really our foundational experience as Salesians, Don Bosco's oratory, where he gathered the young people, this Valdoco experience, and, uh, and us as Salesians, reflecting on Pope Francis, you know, telling us to go back to Valdoco, mm-hmm. know, to go back to your roots, to the Valdoco experience, the Valdoco option, however you want to say it, but create Valdoco where you are. Yep. And over these weeks, we went through, as you already know, those who have listened. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> a home that welcomes, a school that prepares for life, a parish that evangelizes, and a playground where friends can meet. Mm-hmm. Right, Amy? Yes. Our number one listener. I love,
2: I love <laughs> everywhere. in. <listening and laughs> All Val-Doka things Amy's listening Val-Doka to. Valdoco lives
0: on Instagram, everything.
1: Yeah. And, and so number one fan. today's episode is trying to bring some union, mm-hmm. know, some unity. You know, each one of these four episodes, we have good insight. I invite you to go back to share if anybody's looking for resources on the Valdoco experience. <laughs> so the purpose of this podcast is really to create unity among the four episodes of the home, school, parish playground that it is, it's not one after the other. No, it's not a fragmented reality where we live one and then we move to the next and we move to the next but it really is this what we would call in a i guess theological terms the grace of union you know that everything is dynamic and flowing from one to another and a big mix um, and so t- try to speak about that today in our own experience what that means in our life what are the struggles with that uh, what are we trying to do here with this podcast through the office through our province through the different works that we have what does it mean for young people to experience this Valdoku experience? How do we make that? How do we create that? How do we keep getting better at that? Um, so just a conversation about that. And we brought Amy in because, Amy, you were, you have been here for how many years now?
0: Going on six in January. Yeah, Yay! that's crazy.
1: Six years here. And so you've seen a lot of the planning. You've seen a lot of the, the programs that we do. You've seen a lot of the... The hard work that Vicky and Father A was here before and G and you know everybody who's come through this office, like how much over these six years um, you know, we the Silesians have tried to to do what they've tried to do, yeah. And the ups and downs of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can provide us a little insight into what you've seen or what's even some dreams that you have. So uh maybe we'll just kinda start with your your just personal experience of somebody who you met the Salesians through a mutual friend you looked them up on Google <laughs> and you found out what they did <laughs> and you realize about St. John Bosco and all these things. And now you're coming in, you've been here for six years. And so maybe just some honest, personal experience of, of this six years.
0: So one of the things that you were saying about like the beauty of wrapping this all up is that everything was kind of separated for the purpose of the episodes, but as Salesians, like we have a tradition of being doers and not necessarily the people who are documenting things. So St. John Bosco would live out the preventive system for all those years until someone was finally like, hey, 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 can you, can you write that <laughs> down so we have all of this wisdom? Um, and so that's kind of the beauty of this podcast is there's so many beautiful voices in the Lesion family um, that people get to see, but now to actually be like, let's sit down, let's record this, let's have this as a resource – is such a beautiful thing. Um, But anyone who listens knows that these aren't isolated episodes. These aren't isolated people. This is all part of a family. This is all part of a movement. Um, So to be able to be on the episode where it's all brought together, like that's so Slesian. That's exactly what we do every day. Um, Just from my personal experience, um, it's a little bit similar to you, Father Steve, because I met the Slesians when I was an adult. I was 25 almost 26
1: same time as me <laughs> crazy
0: <laughs> now it's
1: fine
0: <laughs> um and so i didn't grow up the way vicky did seeing the slesians you know and being on the receiving end of it and yet still the way that i learned about being a slesian and the Slesian charism was through what i was experiencing so when i first started was january and there's the March Salesian Leadership Retreat, so they are deep in the planning, and I'm hearing about this, I'm reading about this, but it's not till you actually are on it that you everything falls into place and you understand what the words mean. And it's the same way with like the Salesian Charism, is you can hear everything, um, but it's not until you actually feel a Salesian cooperator love you or feel a Salesian priest welcome you in. Or a Salesian sister take you under her wing, that you actually understand the spirit of Saint John Bosco. So, that's what I got to experience when I started this job.
1: It's beautiful, and I think that's exactly right, no. And I think that's Saint John Bosco who knew himself that he he never wanted to write anything down. He never wanted to like make it into a like a oh, formal wow. mm-hmm. kind of institutional like manual, no. That it really was about relationship, and that's a scary thing because it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when we are dealing with people and the weakness of people and if your whole system relies on good relationships.
2: And like people being in like the best, like they're just, they're on it that day. Yeah.
1: And if they're not. And if they're not. Yeah. What happens? What, you know? yeah. what happens to our? So as a teacher, like you said, all the, and that's beautiful to see, to bring in Slesian sister, Slesian priest, Slesian brother, cooperator, the way that we each one have to live this Valdoku experience in our life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you know, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about and is this taking this from four movements of a, like a structure or an environment to then in my own life, like how am I a welcoming person? How am I somebody who witnesses to the faith and teaches and evangelizes? How am I a friend to each person that I meet? Like how do the home school parish playground enter into my heart and it becomes my way, my way of living. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I don't know if either of you want to jump on that and kind of speak about that either from your own experience of of trying to live that or seeing that in other people and what that experience of of meeting somebody after the heart of Don Bosco, meeting that person and what that's yeah. kind of what that's done for you.
2: I think for for me like being a volunteer and then I mean going through it myself, but then also now working, like it's been it's been a huge shift in just how like how you approach, I think, your everyday life. like, um, And that's been, it's just, a, I mean, it's a goal of mine in my own life is that all parts of my life connect. Like, I don't want to have these rigid stopping marks. And I think it's the same way that we can look at the oratory, right? Like, it's not, okay, then while I'm being a friend, like, I'm no longer, like, thinking about the school or I'm not thinking about, like, the parish and I'm not thinking about being a home. Like, they are super interconnected when, like, I had great examples that taught me how to do those things and how to interconnect my faith with my life, with my school, with my, like, the way that I approach people. And, like, all of those things are super connected, and it's only because of the examples. And I think it's kind of the hard part, too, because it's really about the people that you surround yourself with, but then also, like, how you pay attention to them. And, like, the beauty about working in, like, working in a place where, like, My faith, I can like talk about my faith or do things that are like included in that and help like grow is that I don't have to hide that portion of my life. And I know that that's not a reality that everybody lives that, you know, they don't work in a religious environment. They don't work in a place where like they can talk about their faith. I think of my mom so often, beautiful faith, beautiful person, but for so long, like for however long she's been a teacher, it's her first year teaching in a place where she can speak about her faith. And like she's teaching sixth grade science. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, I get to be like, God created an atom. <laughs> and we are made of these atoms. Like, you know, we're like the sun, <laughs> like just the way, right? The the world and the sky and all of these things that she gets to connect them to faith. And I think like that's the oratory, you know, like that she's preparing them for life. She gets to be this beautiful person that can totally welcome them and be like, I'm praying for you if her students are going through a hard time. And then also be this like friend in this environment. And it's like people live out the oratory all the time without having the language. And I think that's another thing that's just beautiful about the legion charism is that it's a practical approach. We say it all the time. It's simple and it's a real like authentic witness of how to live your life, but it just gives you the language and a bigger breakdown, right? Of like how to do it. And there are experts, people that really know how to do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that is really the, the the beauty of it, of of bringing it into your life is that it has a long lasting effect, right? Like I listen to her and I, she'll call me while she's still at work and the amount of knocks that she has on her door, they're like, Miss massa can I come in and whatever, talk to you about this? Or can I hang out in your room? Or just all these things. And the way that she like cares for them, she's living out the oratory, whether she uses that language or not. Yeah. She is because she decides and like has the ability now to incorporate all of those aspects.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. And before I let you speak, Amy, but just to bring up this idea of, of St. Francis of sales, mm-hmm. know that everyday holiness, that it's meant for everybody. And mm-hmm. So if you're a teacher, you're meant to become a saint as a teacher, yeah. you no, know, or as a mother or as a teacher or as mm-hmm. a father or as a businessman or, you know, whatever you're doing, yeah. wherever you are, that is your place to, to pray and to, to live holiness and to follow Christ and, that is St Francis of Sales mm-hmm. you know, and that's what St John Bosco takes from him that everyday life whether you're a young person you're mm-hmm. a grandma wherever you're at like that is your place to to live out holiness yeah. and it's a a day to day simple doing the the really small things with a lot of love and really well and being responsible and all of these things so it's a, a cooperator yeah like yeah. that's
2: why that's the call of the cooperator is to be like to live your ordinary life right. in an extraordinary way extraordinary well
1: yeah, for all of us, mm-hmm. no, for all of us. So yeah. I think it's a, a beautiful thing that we've taken from St. Francis of Sales and then St. John Bosco really put it towards the young people. Yeah, But we, we carry that with us that no matter where you are, mm-hmm. I call to holiness yeah. and to live that out in simple ways. So Amy?
0: So I gave a special shout out to cooperators, priests, and I didn't mention brothers or brothers and sisters, but also the young people. So... One of my first experiences on a program after the Slesian Leadership Retreat was Slesian Gospel Roads, mm. and I went there. Which is,
1: explain that first, <laughs> just, in case, just in case somebody. Uh...
0: It's a service program that we have that has retreat elements to it, so you're going out into the community that typically you live in. Typically you go to your local Gospel Roads, but you can also go on one that's in a different state, um, and then you're serving people in that community communities. So you're doing a day of service at one place, probably a day of service at another place, things like that. And then having time to have small group, large group sharing and different prayer moments as well. Um, And but I went by myself, so I didn't go at the office. So I'm still (laughs) kind of new to the Salesians. I'm a very introverted person. And I go on this program with people who I don't know. And it was actually the young people who picked up on that the most So they could tell I was very introverted and they're very honest, which is very, very beautiful. And so (laughs) a lot of them at the end said, you know, in the beginning, I kind of looked at you and I was like, well, she's not very Salesian because they're used to like the big like come over here. But I was kind of the person who needed to receive that. But they loved me so much in the sense of like always reaching out to me like as a young person in high school trying to make the adult feel welcome (laughs) because they all knew each other. And at the end, they're like, oh, a social butterfly has formed, all this stuff. But it's because they loved me. And so they showed me the oratory in action. And if you look at a young person and you allow them the actual freedom um, to act the way that's natural for them, they combine all the four aspects of the oratory naturally. So when they're in school, they also want to play. But they're not afraid of the serious conversations as well. They're not afraid to have that with their peers. If you bring up religion, you know, they're not afraid to have those conversations with you or if it's something that's really important to them, they're not afraid to bring it up and and they're so welcoming instinctually. Um, they have like that childlike um, home to them. So if you actually allow them, to be who they are and you don't try to put these structures on them you can learn so much about how this flows naturally in the mm-hmm. human person that as adults we start separating all these things mm-hmm. this is my work this is my work so i'm not who i am outside of work here but they don't have that they're brutally honest who they are is like genuinely who they are um so that's where i really picked up like yeah. how to incorporate this all together
1: yeah and that's the the power that Saint John Bosco saw too, no, mm-hmm. in the young people, and that's a beautiful thing that I always bring up. And one of the reasons why I love the Salesian so much is that the beginnings for us were young people. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a bunch of priests. It wasn't a bunch of, you know, adults who formed. No, it was it was the kids in the oratory, a bunch of street know. kids who, mm-hmm. who wanted something better, and and Bosco invited them and offered them and saw the great potential in them. And they lived up to the challenge.
2: Amy, I really do love listening to you speak about the decisions, because I think that if you don't know the structure of our office, you don't know that Amy is one of the people that helps us reflect on these deep ways, like these, that she brings us back to the mission. And I think, like, how beautiful and how perfect that you are, like, it's the young people, right, that you remind us. And I think that you are a reminder. And I think that's also part of, like, this Valjoko experience, like, bringing other people in so that we have these like because if not we're just father steve and i sitting here talking in front of microphones boring. um super boring yeah we don't want that ever um but that like you are like this example of bringing in people to help really bring perspective to the idea of Valdoko, to the real the real reality of a living valdoko like and i think that's kind of the like the cool part about the Slesian family, a continual very, very cool thing about the Slesian family is that there's so many of us, right? Like there's so many people with these different like lived experiences that are all trying in their own unique way to live out the oratory, to live out Valdoko, to do their part in the mission of making sure that we stay with young people. Because if not, then we are just working in offices, planning things that maybe should not be planned Um, and doing it in a way that like we might lose touch and i think that's a real thing we were talking about that the other day is like we need to have young people involved um all the time in everything that we do their opinion their thoughts because if not like i'm gonna age out i'm young right now but like i'm gonna age out and my thoughts are not going to be young thoughts anymore and i really i think to just get in the habit and i'm so thankful for the decisions that they do it of bringing young people into the conversation so that we stay on track and that the mission The core of the mission stays the same, but that we evolve with the world, the changing world, the changing needs of the young people around us in our different works, and then also locally makes a big difference. um, To have like that sounding board um, of people that can do that, and like that's like our job, right? Where what is it? The collaborators of the the mission is that how you say it? I don't know how people say. it, Cut that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> no, well yeah, exactly. Collaborators, whatever you want to call them. I mean, Dumbasco called them cooperators, mm-hmm. but it's all of us together. And I yeah. think that's the vision of the church now. That's really where where we're moving is mm-hmm. this communion. No, it's relationship. It's not following rules. It's like it's coming from a place of love, of relationship, of of understanding, of meeting people where they are and their mm-hmm. weaknesses and in their faults. It's not. It's not an easy life. It's yeah. not black and white. It's not simple. Like it's not. Uh, straightforward like following a manual mm-hmm. that i just do this this and this and then i'll be you have it's it. not that easy no it's not that easy we're dealing with human freedom weakness everything there so you're you guys are exactly right that you know as we bring more and more people in as we have conversations we we learn from each other mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the greatest gifts that i've i think i've received is through my formation or through my experiences as a priest not approaching things as if I'm the one who has all the answers. Mm-hmm. I am not the one who needs to make all the decisions. I am not the one who needs to be in charge. I am not the one who, I have my gifts. Okay, I study theology. I can offer something. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, to the conversation and the dialogue and sometimes allowing people to to take charge and move in a way, to trust and walk and to move together. and uh, And we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make mistakes, but... Evaluate. Get back up. Go. The beautiful thing of the Valdoco option is yeah. that communion. Yeah. Then, and, and that's the church. You no, know, this unity and diversity, and that's we originally wanted to call. I'm gonna bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Because we were originally, like to the podcast, we were thinking of something with hearts, no? So the space between hearts was what we were thinking about because everything happens between hearts. Mm-hmm. We have free hearts, human hearts, weak hearts, sinful hearts, uh, joyful hearts. Everything has to do with hearts speaking to other to each other. And that's Don Bosco, education is a matter of the hearts.
2: But it all happened at Valjogo. Yeah. And I think that's why the name ends up being like more fitting, because it took us a long time to get over that past name. Yeah. A very long time, a very full whiteboard. <laughs> um, really, just so many names. Um, But that like these real, like all these matters of the heart, like happened in Baldoco. And that's why it makes sense because moving forward, it's not like we're going to have a teaching every time with an expert every time, but that it's going to be people's stories and their encounters with the Silesian family, which is what's important. And that's where you really see like the beauty and the like flourishing of the Silesian family is through these stories and these personal encounters that people had with, with Christ with their friend, Don Bosco, like walking hand in hand, you know, shoulder and like shoulder to shoulder, like walking through. Um, And I like, that's, like that's why it really it sold it to me to me not that it really matters if it was going to sell it to me or not. But like that was the selling point was that the conversations that we wanted to have the hard ones and the really beautiful ones like rooted in whatever like were still they would have happened in Valdoko. like Don Bosco would have made sure that and he did if you read his stuff that everything was spoken about in Valdoko because it needed to be a home and a school and a parish and a playground and all of these conversations happen in all of those places. So we get to be this authentic witness of Valdoko. hopefully if we stay on track. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I guess one thing to go to now is is the struggle. I think we've talked a lot about the goodness and the beauty and mm-hmm. the you know the great everything that we experience that is good about this system, about this uh, you know this experience, this atmosphere of Valdoko. Mm-hmm. but also the struggle. I mean, it's not easy to balance. I look at our schools sometimes and we try to have all four elements, but sometimes it's really hard to teach or to encourage that as you move from the playground into a church, sometimes it's easy that it just remains a playground, yeah. that we're not able to enter into the space, or that we emphasize playground so much that they're not learning or they're not taking their studies seriously, or we are emphasizing the home so much that people feel like they can do, do whatever it. they want. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no discipline, even though at a home they're supposed to be disciplined, but you know, everybody's home. I remember the young people used to say like, no, but father, at home I do this, and I'm at home. It's school. It's like, well, no, like we have different rules here. <laughs> Stop using my logic against me. <laughs> That's smart. But uh,
0: they always are. <laughs> it's
1: true. Maybe just to speak a little bit about, like our own struggle of, I mean, living, trying to live this faith, and trying to be the person who we are called to be. You know, be this mm-hmm. person who God created us to be, and it, we don't always do it. Yeah. You know, there's many times that we fail. Anybody got some so, insight?
0: Yeah, I have two things that I think are unrelated, but who knows? Maybe <laughs> someone will be like, I see how they connect. <laughs> One thing is um, the difficulty that you're speaking about, I feel like, is the difficulty of being Salesian is that we're not just working for the young. We're working with the young. Yeah. And it's so much easier if you're working, you know, in an environment with young people to just be like, this is what I'm going to do in order to make all four of these things work together but we actually want to address the heart of the young person so what does this individual need in front of me and if i have a full class or a full church of young people i'm thinking how can i do this for every single individual need to be met as a group so to the best of my ability and that is something that's very hard that we're called to do um and then just on a personal level, like I said, I'm very introverted. Um, there's a joke that <laughs> introverted people just don't stop telling you about how they're introverted. <laughs> and it's like, I thought you were an introvert. Remember. <laughs> um, but I think for me, being in the Salesian family, it calls me a lot to go outside of myself to do these elements of the oratory. So I think that's a big challenge for me is I constantly have to think about what would I like to receive from someone. So if I was new in a church, what would I want to receive? Because my natural inclination is don't make eye contact, don't look, don't <laughs> say hi. Um, but to think about what does that other person need and step outside of myself. So that's a big challenge for me, but at the same time, like being around Salesians really has helped me to grow in that area because it helps you to be a like a good Christian. Like this charism really calls you to what, the Catholic faith and Christianity is calling you to do, and so many times when Pope Francis says things or the Church says things, you're like, "Wait, the Salesians have been doing this all this time," and it's like because it really is. It's not just a charism, but it's just calling you to be a deeper good Christian.
2: Beautiful, Amy. Yep. Those connect. That
1: somehow, to me. somehow <laughs> it connects to me.
2: It's me that in the audience. Um, I think mine, like with the Salesian charism. And the example of watching others has been to, like, prayer. Prayer, I've struggled with prayer for always. I am, like, a rambler, and my thoughts get jumbled, and I, like, get lost, and I'll be like, oh, that's a pretty color on the wall um, in a church. Um, so, or, like, not anywhere else. And so I think the, the beauty of, of the, like, the parish, right, and then also just, like, the Salesian charism is that everything can be a prayer. And that has saved me a million times of thinking the comparison, right? Letting go of expectations. How am I supposed to be praying all of these things that it helps like let go and it gets to be instead of like the pray without ceasing. So if I remember, right, because it has to also be a conscious effort, not just like, oh yeah, like when I wrote down that note, it was a prayer. Okay. Um, but that it is this, this conscious effort of like that. When I'm having a conversation, like, am I, like, bringing that person to prayer? Or, like, just the daily things that happen in life that I can make that a prayer, like, washing dishes while I'm cooking, like, while I'm driving, can I be more merciful while I'm driving? Um, And instead of, you know, get upset, be like, all right, God, hey, what's up? Um, Talk to him for a second. Um, But I think that's the example of decision charism because my favorite thing always is the calling out of like, do you see Salesians sit in a chapel all day and sit there with their rosary and pray? They do that very early in the morning. Um, But during the day, they're working Um, and really like executing the mission in front of them, whatever their task is, what their work is, uh, where they've been called to serve and that like they're praying. Um, And I think that's helped me a lot in my own faith of just that understanding that it doesn't need to be these long hours of sitting in prayer contemplative prayer uh (laughs) um trying to like figure out how i can like grow in this relationship with god but that like the work that i do every day how i treat people in my life um how i learn how i pay attention to the things in front of me and give like a real like mindful effort can be the prayer of my life um because if not, I'm telling you that I would really struggle a lot. It would be just the three Hail Marys before I go to bed. And I'd be like, oh, did it. Okay. Um, but that's hard. You know, it's it's a real hard thing. So I'm just thankful like that's that helps because it just has helped me a lot. And then I think in my work, um, connecting the four can be really difficult because, you know, we have goals, right? Like when you bring people on a program, there are, oddly enough, like objectives that you want to meet to make sure that like they have had this like full and enriching encounter, right? You want them to have deep and beautiful prayer moments. You want them to have fun and build relationship and build community and family so that they know that they're home, right? That they know that they're with their family. Um, And so like making sure that we can hit these points, but then also I think give a fair chance to the ones that might slip by is hard. And that's why like I'm thankful for team members, especially for Amy to help me find the balance in these things and before just like working collaboratively makes such a difference um, in ensuring that like we can hit these things, right? Like that when they go to play, it's not just like, Oh, they need to burn off energy, but like give them a real structure. Like there's a basketball game and there's touch football and there's kickball. And like, you can play any one of these or we're going to go on a tour if you're not sporty. Right. Um, but that we give them like this structure that they can follow so that they can really enter into this, like letting go and being present with one another. Um, it, I think it just all makes a difference. And I think it's just the the beauty of finding people that are like mindful of these things and a charism that's really mindful that like we all need these moments in our life anyways. No matter how old you are, you still need these four elements in your life to help you be like what Amy was saying, like a full and like beautiful life as a Christian, like to live it out. Um, but yeah. Father yeah. Steve, what do you think?
1: Well, just to add to that, just because, <laughs> I mean, Don Bosco's favorite, not favorite saying, but what did he want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, He wanted to form uh, good Christians and honest, honest citizens. citizens. No, So it's this complete person. It's it's You're not isolated in the Valdoco, in this oratory experiences. You're not meant to stay here. You're meant to be formed here, gain life here, to become who you are here, to do that well, and then to go out and to be mission, to yeah. be serving in the community, to be... Um, you know, a good disciple of Christ, but also an honest citizen of of the place that you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I yeah, I definitely I, I love that aspect that it's complete person. Like what what you both said is becoming fully alive, becoming that person who is who you are meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Francis again, the Francis de Sales quote: "Be you and be that well." Mm-hmm. Like you're meant to become who you were created to be. Yeah. And I think this these four aspects of home school parish playground that's who we are, you know, we're somebody searching for God. We have an intellect. We want, we need to be able to study. Mm -hmm. We need a home. We need to feel welcome. And without friends, we die Mm -hmm. without, if we're not meant to be alone. So I think it's, uh, all four of those things can really make a human being flourish and, uh, become who we're created to be. And, uh, I think my biggest struggle is, is what you were saying, like this idea of, I am going to be busy. I am going to be active and I can say that that's a prayer. But a lot of times I'm just being busy, you know? I'm just <laughs> running from place to place. And I had an experience yesterday cause these past three days for me have been crazy, you know? just like a lot of one thing after the other, like all day in confession and then going, dropping off food somewhere and then having a podcast recording and then having a dinner and then having a meeting and then having a uh, Valdoco live on Instagram and then having a novena at nine o'clock. So like one thing after the other. And at a certain points I had to stop and say, I'm literally just running like I'm not aware, I'm not doing anything with love, I'm not uh, like actually, and and I think that's what Francis Sales again, to go back to him, but St. John Bosco is just to lift your mind to God, so just take a second, recognize you're in his presence, and and it, it does make a difference, you know, and, and just, and then literally looking back at my day, I was five minutes early for everything, mm-hmm. like everything, every place I had to be, and I was freaking out because I was going to be late. I was going to make it. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm like, it's all these things. Hungry. But every single one, I made it just in time. And, you know, in those moments, you just kind of sit back and you just say, thank you. you no, know, I have no idea how God works. I don't know how he's like, <laughs> manipulating time or whatever it is, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, He's, I'm, I'm in his presence. And when you're aware of that, Francis, I just read yesterday that he was asked, like, how often... And he said he never went 15 minutes, like without thinking of God. Mm. So, because it doesn't take a lot, like it's literally just. I mean, we may, we have thoughts every second, so allow those thoughts to, to be about God, you know, mm-hmm. to be about love, to be about our Blessed Mother, to be about uh, something something of God. You know? Yeah, and I think it's it's it is becomes a habit that. As you walk in silence, you are, you are speaking to God. No, as you are driving, there's a conversation there Mm -hmm. as you are, are working and you're tired, instead of going right for your phone or going to watch a YouTube video or something, you just say like, thank you. Or I'm tired, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go get a coffee, (laughs) whatever. So I, I just, I appreciate that of the spirituality that it's like you said before, we're not meant to spend hours. In in the chapel, like that's not the only way we pray. Mm -hmm. That there's lifting your mind to God, there's all the small prayers. Like we, as Salesians, we always say, Mary Couple Christians, pray for us. Mm -hmm. No, St. John Bosco, pray for us. St. Francis Sales, pray for us. It's uh, just a calling to mind that we are surrounded by friends, friends, yeah, angels and saints, and grace is there, and everything is is at our fingertips. We've been given everything we need to live a a beautiful life, Um, but we're free and we have to cooperate, you know, we have, we have a responsibility. So.
2: And open and accept the invitation because I think that's also like how grace happens, right? Like the five minutes early, like, was it amazing for sure? But like, that's also even in your unawareness, like that's an openness to like God in your life. And I think that was, that was, I don't know who shared that a million years ago, but that they were just like, just thank God. Like, Every little thing, the same thing, right? Like, okay, I'm tired, whatever. That it's a continual conversation. That it's like your mind just goes back. Like it's your friend. That you would, the same text message you would send or the same whatever communication you would send of just yeah. like, hey, here's an update <laughs> on me. Even though you can read it, right? Um, here it is. And I think like that, it's it's just helped so much of that little thing like my favorite prayer is thank you Jesus for this parking spot. Always. <laughs> oh, street parking if that's where you live and that's where you have to park your car like ooh thank you Jesus for this parking spot <laughs> no matter what time you know it just changes yeah. you know.
0: I love what you said also about like when you go to grab your phone cuz if I think about all the times throughout the day that I go to grab my phone mindlessly if I just attach the habit to it of Think about God. Yeah. Say, thank you, Jesus. Whatever. Some small little acknowledgement just for every time I reached my phone. Like, I'd be thinking about God all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to just, like, to start trying to do a small habit like that yeah. and attach it to something that you're doing regularly. That's
1: Amen. a good practical. That's yeah. a good practical. And that's what I like. I like practical. I'm obsessed with that word. It's, I don't know why, but I think it just, we're we complicate things no we complicate Mm -hmm. things and we put things too high in the air and we theorize theoreticalize theorize (laughs) theorize
2: however you say it is the way to to say it (laughs) it. (laughs) that's just own it
1: to theorize (laughs) and uh we just leave things abstract Mm -hmm. and and that's not that's not don bosco's way no he was i meet you where you're at Mm -hmm. in your state of freedom i meet you there and let's move little by little we we move um I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Poco Poco podcast because we, we, we love the Poco Poco podcast. Little by little, we keep going. Fans, <laughs> fans right here. <laughs> fan yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> we thought Amy was number one fan of our podcast, but it's not. But it's it's, not. It's Poco She's Poco. yeah,
0: <laughs> they're equal in my heart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think we just encourage everybody who's listening to. I mean, these are just starts. You no, know? these are little conversations with three little people, um mm-hmm. but the Salesian world, the Salesian family, the Salesian charism of St. Francis de Sales, of St. John Bosco, of St. Mary Mazzarello, all the Salesian saints who have come through. There's such wisdom, and it is a gift to the church, and it's a way of living a joyful, fully human, fully alive, uh, holy life, uh, day by day. So Mm -hmm. just encourage you to keep listening, um, get in touch, reach out, get involved. Um, Yeah, there's something... If you're looking for some sort of charism or spirituality or some way of, of fitting in the church, you know, there's Franciscans, Dominicans, uh, Jesuits, like it's all like kind of personalities, no, it's a it's a way of a way of speaking and living. Um, but St. John Bosco is is a gift to the church. So mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Hallelujah.
2: Amen. Hallelujah.
1: But we have our last question, no. We should do for Amy the same we do for everybody. I agree. Right
0: but I have uh, the advantage because I actually listen to the <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. No one listens so if they don't know our traditions.
1: I know, I know you don't listen to our podcast because you don't you know, don't know what's coming. What's the last question, what the last question is. So go ahead, Vicky.
2: Okay, wait, really quick though. Yeah. You really can get in contact with us if you want to. SYMBOSCO at Gmail. Um, and there are a million links underneath the podcast that you can click on our Instagram, however you want to get in contact for sure, do it um and we are so happy to yeah
0: i'll just say one thing too if we're talking about practical um i might challenge you if i may be so bold to think about the questions that we asked in this episode and actually either like journal on them yourself or talk about it with a friend share the episode with a friend because all of these questions are questions that everybody can ask themselves how can i incorporate all these aspects of the oratory into my own life so if you don't like talking to other people you can journal about it you could just prayerfully reflect on it but that would be a my challenge for a practical takeaway
2: wow amy Amen. no one asked this... but that was <laughs> this... look at this introvert tradition. look at this I introvert know. just
1: coming out the social butterfly just introvert sharing who? All her... oh my <laughs> god
2: okay so the last question for you ameth ameth is her name ameth um <laughs> my birth name <laughs> <laughs> government name, Amos. Um, tell us some advice you would have for maybe a young professional um, and then also for a younger Amy, the Amy that met the Salesians almost six years ago. What would you tell her?
0: I feel like what I would tell myself 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago is just a recurring theme in my life. So um, some sort of encouragement about the fact that God intentionally made every single part of me, intentionally made every single part of every young person who is struggling with who they are, um, that there isn't a part of it where God was like, I just need a filler for right here in this family or in this community, so I'm just going to put this person. Every single aspect before I was created was thought of completely Um, as a part of salvation history. And I think that we talk ourselves out of it a lot because we compare. I don't look like this person. I don't have their gifts and talents, their skills. I'm not doing as well in school. I'm not doing as well in work as this person. But that's just lies of the devil. What it comes down to is God made you exactly how you are. And that's not just something that people tell you. Like to really internalize that. And I think I still need to hear that to this very day. Um, But that's something that throughout my life, that point of comparison. And it's like, it's not true. And to actually hear those words in scripture and, and believe them, that God made me exactly how he
2: needed and wanted to make me.
1: Amen
2: okay Amy whatever that was beautiful <laughs> it's fine it's fine we just Amy just took us to church really quick <laughs> thanks Amy I just you guys there just <laughs> so literally just dropped us off said go, go go to Jesus really quick <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful thank you yeah
1: and now thank you, let us finish with with prayer. prayer no Amy
0: I also right. yeah, you that that was coming <laughs> oh, let's see where God takes us in this prayer <laughs> so, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord, thank you for being present during this podcast episode. Um, thank you for the gift of this Lesion family in a special way because Father Stephen, Vicier are in front of me. Thank you so much for the gift of them, for what they are doing for this Lesion family in allowing this podcast to amplify the voices of so many different beautiful people who doing beautiful work with young people. We ask you to continue to bless the lives of every person who has been a guest so far on the podcast and also everyone in the Salesian family, um, priest, brother, sister, cooperator, young person, um, volunteer, to continue to guide them so that they may be a beacon of light in this church for others to see, um, always pointing towards you. Amen. Amen. Amen In the name of the Father And of the Son and Of the Holy Spirit Amen. Amen. Amen
1: Thank you Amy Good job Amy Wonderful Thank,
0: Thank you for being here Thank you for having me and <laughs> We have one beautiful. episode left mm-hmm.
1: in, this, in this season We have a little Christmas episode Coming up next week mm-hmm. So uh, Just thanks for the support We've yeah. had a lot of support A lot of good feedback mm-hmm. uh, Any suggestions We're definitely open mm-hmm. But uh, Keep listening Keep, uh, keep praying uh, Enjoy the rest of your Advent And keep preparing for christmas and what else
2: that's it that's stay it. in touch subscribe give us a rating if you want <laughs> Ooh, rating review. Rating don't worry don't 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 review you don't have to rate anything you just listen that's all that really matters you listen yeah.
1: all right thanks everybody see you Thank next week you. bye everyone Bye bye